0: This podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is an oxygen. Yeah, pump? it's so stupid. Um, yeah. is there such a thing as oxygen though? I feel like I've heard that before. There's a bad bomb.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, hello everybody and welcome back to the Thundercast. My name is Lucas. My name is Christian. And I'm Liam, here with another podcast who just talks about movies. Today we are sponsored by Keanu Reeves, because he's just, he's in everything yeah. and we want him on the show. Please. And and, and
2: I've, I've heard that he gives money to the unfortunate. And... Oh, hey, we're very unfortunate, <laughs> <Yes>. Keanu. Keanu <laughs> Thank you, Keanu.
0: Keanu, oh, yeah, we can really use a little more of a boost. <laughs> also, he's a cat? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. yeah, something like that. <laughs> And we are coming to you live from a screening of Dark Phoenix, because it is the quietest place we could find. Yeah, yep. probably quiet place on the earth, yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, we asked them to turn off the movie and they're like, we didn't start it. <laughs> I mean, that's probably a good
1: thing, given that you don't want to be playing weapons of mass destruction. What? To be intellect. Oh. It's an intellectual uh, weapon of mass destruction. Okay, Anything okay. Anything Simon Kimberg
2: writes is. Jokes about. are very funny when you explain them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so today we're going to be doing uh, something, we, we did it, we've dabbled in it in the past before, we, uh, we're we going to take some movies that we think are either not that great or could be fixed, and we're going to try and fix them the best we can, also a TV show, uh, yeah, and yeah. yeah, so let's, you know, let's do our, let's do our ban our typical banter, <laughs> what, what have you seen, Lucas? Uh, well, first off, uh, I read a couple books. I think I think I should just ask you what you've read moving forward. <laughs> Never ask me what well, I've um, read. I read a
0: lot. You you have yeah, you full you opportunity to say. But <laughs> no anyway, one's stopping you. Uh, I read I read two books, or rather, I finished two books in the time since we uh, last recorded. Uh, first one was uh, Frankenstein, or Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, Mary Shelley. Yeah, Mary yeah. Shelley's Frankenstein. It's very broody. Is it like a lot of it is? Some of it time. Sometimes it's the monster. Sometimes it's Doctor Frankenstein. Frankenstein complaining about how awful their lives are because they're alone and they're they feel guilty. The monster has a mo- like model. Like oh yeah, he he speaks very eloquently in the book. Yeah, I remember. Really? Uh, yeah, I remember that in the book also. Oh. Yeah, it was it was not the the story that I was expecting. Like I've never seen any Frankenstein movies or anything, but just from like popular culture, I kind of absorb the the narrative that it's I guess I guess the movie does but the book is very different. Does he throw a girl in a lake? No, he does not. (laughs) You know, the universal monsters are like not, but are not the books. No, no, not at all. It's it's more uh, Frankenstein creates life in the form of the monster, uh, and the monster, and he kind of runs off without. He just freaks out and runs off and leaves the monster alone. Oh. No, Frankenstein runs away. Oh. And And uh, then the monster's like, oh, how do I person? And he, like, spies on some people in the woods and eventually learns French by listening to them. Huh. And uh, then he tries to befriend them, but they chase him off. And then he decides, oh, my creator is the reason I'm so miserable. Starts, so he starts killing people around Frankenstein trying to make him miserable and blah 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 stuff like that oh so he becomes like a serial killer sort of yeah with this but specifically killing people close to Dr. Frankenstein Hmm. yeah movie. uh
1: what do you call it uh there was a movie in the 90s that Kenneth Branagh did okay Uh, was it for Frankenstein Mm -hmm. like this is back when like we were getting things like uh what is it Bram Stoker's Dracula oh yeah that's the one with De Niro Right? Yeah, De Niro played uh, Frankenstein, or the monster, and like, or you yeah, have a monster.
0: I remember it tried to get a little closer to uh, what the book was, okay. but it didn't really work. Okay, yeah, the book is interesting. It's at its strongest when Frankenstein and the monster are like going head to head, not necessarily fighting, but like, like they're debating whether what they're gonna do. Basically, like right. Frank the monster. I keep calling him Frankenstein do you know? <laughs> It's so easy. It's to right. do. yeah uh he he wants he wants a bride essentially he wants dr frankenstein to make him a bride so he'll so he won't be alone anymore but dr uh, frankenstein's like no fuck that she's gonna be as bad as you people <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so he, then he vows vengeance and the rest of the book is kind of them going back and forth that is strongest when they're actually in the same room and talking and like butting heads basically how oh, long uh, is
1: the book again, Lucas?
0: Uh well, the audiobook is about eight and a half hours. Oh, that's right. easy.
1: Yeah, it's just it's not it's not long reader because when I was uh, twelve, that was around the same time I read like Dracula and whatnot. Yeah. And I just rem I remember it not being very long because that was also I was in
0: back in the time when books weren't too long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't have enough paper. Yeah. <laughs> I also read a book called Tiamat's Wrath. It is the 8th book in the Expanse series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, it's one of my favorites, So of the whole series. the
2: show that's on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. is that based off of the book series? Ah, yes. oh, okay, yeah. okay. Very,
0: very good as well. I know we've talked about that before, I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, it, so. yeah, so the Expanse series, uh, I've talked about it before on the show, but it's great. <laughs> great sci-fi series. Uh, the most recent one is probably the darkest one. Maybe not the darkest one, the fifth one's probably the darkest one. People who have read that will understand why. Um, but this one is sort of sadder okay it's kind of got a very sad tone because they're all all the, all the members of the original crew are old and they're like fighting a, a doomed rebellion essentially and everyone's just very glum but it's it's, it's very very good it's very cool. moving cool and uh, what I saw, I saw Good Omens. Yeah. Oh, really? You yeah. watched all of the whole thing. Yeah. I watched, I watched all of it in one night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how watched, long? How many episodes? Uh, six episodes, I think. Uh, six uh, An hour, hour piece. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I read the I read the book for Good Omens a couple of years back and really liked it. And I liked the series even more. Yeah because yeah. I think largely because of the performances of the main two uh David Tennant and Michael Sheen yeah yeah two right. two who, 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 actors who I love yeah my like, I I think Michael Sheen needs to be in way more stuff I love that guy I'm I mean, not super familiar with him no uh his most notable role is uh, uh, the big bad guy in like the last Twilight movie. Oh, okay, good he's, for him. He's actually great in that. He's so <laughs> good. He's so a, good. He's oh, a character he a little, actor. He's yeah. got like the long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like uh, he's he's he just does not give a shit in that movie, and he's just going all out, and it's amazing. Nice. Um, but he uh, plays the, he plays the angel. Yeah, he plays his and uh, David Tennant plays uh, Crowley, the demon, and it's it's they have a really like interesting relationship because like. They're the only angel and demon who are, like, consistently on Earth. They're, like, kind of the representatives of the hell and heaven. Yeah. And they're not, they're supposed to be competing, but, like, early on, they just kind of became friends. <laughs> and they're, like, best friends. They're really? inseparable, but they're, like, on opposite sides. And the, the core concept of Good Omens is essentially they're introducing the Antichrist into the world. Right. But they get it mixed up. Right, it's the wrong kid. Yeah, right. They, they mix up the wrong kid. So, like the kid they're mentoring, mentoring to be the the antichrist is just just a kid, just a regular you know, it's kid. It's like yeah. the antichrist is being raised by just two random people in a small town. <laughs> so the book is like the Bible beats multi python. Yeah, it's, that's a good nice. way of putting it. That's yeah. a very good way of putting it. Yeah,
2: I have a copy of it. I've been meaning to read it before mm-hmm. I watch the show.
0: Is yeah. it a quick read? Uh, I I it's, can't remember. I think it's only like a good 200, 300 pages. I, I feel like it's closer to four hundred. It's been a couple years since I read it, but yeah. it was it wasn't too long. Okay, cool. Because I read it when I was sixteen, I think. Okay. Because I'd, uh, I have an
1: aunt who's uh, probably the biggest Neil Gaiman buff I know. Oh yeah. Or that I think anybody knows it, like <laughs> on the face of the earth. <laughs> uh, and so Neil Gaiman. And Terry Pratchett. Yeah, she's true. She's a fan of both, and so she used to give me a lot of her Neil Gaiman books to read. Nice. nice. I haven't really read any Terry
2: Pratchett, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. but like hey, I don't have one Yeah, Discworld. One? I've read the first Discworld novel. But that's that's all right. I have. But That'd he, he mostly writes just, like, fantasy and, like... Yeah, fantasy comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Gaiman's very similar, too, right? Yeah, he, yeah. But he's not super comedic,
0: right? Oh, he can be funny, but he could also is... be terrifying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm, re- I'm currently reading uh, Nancy Boys, which is one of his novels, and it's very funny. Is it, it, it... like, The Hardy Boys meets Nancy Drew? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's about uh, the sons of a god who dies. <laughs> <laughs> Man, dude loves gods. Yeah, but like one of, one of them got the
2: god powers, the other one didn't. Okay. Yeah, it's like Fred Claus. You ever seen that? <laughs>
1: I feel like uh, Neil Gaiman uh, uh, was the best way to describe Neil Gaiman as a writer, at least from my perspective, is that I feel like whenever Neil Gaiman writes a story or creates a world or universe, he sits down, he kind of goes into his room, takes all different uh, mythologies and religions and theologies, sits them all around the place, and then kind of sits in the middle and just pulls from all of them.
2: <laughs> like, I I just yeah. imagine him literally sitting in a room and he's just, like, pulling them yeah. close <laughs> to the Oh, yeah, because, no, yeah,
0: uh, like, yeah, he writes about mythology a lot, you're right. Because, mm-hmm. like, Sandman's pretty mythological, yeah. and then American gods, and Well, and you humans. were reading
2: Norse, North, it's called Norse mythology, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was yeah. one of his... Uh, and he just kind of
0: retells it, right? Yeah, yeah. just there's a handful of the stories, the ones that are probably the most commonly known, just his favorite ones. Mm. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, no, there's, uh, he did this
1: one show for, uh, I'm not sure if a book came first or if a show did, but a show called Neverwhere from a BBC. Okay, I've I've read that book, yeah. uh, Yeah, I know, because I'm pretty sure that he worked on the show, and then when the sets were everything, he's like, this is good, but it isn't exactly how I pictured it. So he just went (laughs) and he wrote it all out as a book. The show even has, uh, was it a, like a 90s, uh, Peter Capaldi. Really? Oh wow, right yeah, right oh, that's neat. Yeah, no, he <laughs> plays uh the Archangel. Right on. Anything else you No, seen? that that's it. That's really?
2: Everything. Yeah. Wow. You're just
0: knowledge. Like, you're <laughs> reading. Uh, were you? I read a lot. Did you both audiobooks or? Uh, no, TMS Wrath. I read the physical book. I, I started reading those books a couple years ago, and I once once I pick like a format that yeah. I read in, I just I stick to it for that series.
2: Yeah. Does that also apply to the purchasing of them too? Like, as in. Um, if I buy a hardcover of a series for, like, a comic, like a trade
0: paperback or something like that, and it's a hardcover, I can't get the other ones. I, I do that just cause, uh, my cheapness overrides my desire for perfection on my bookshelf. Right. But, like, my Expanse shelf is, like... The first five, or the first four are the same size, they're all paperbacks, and for some reason when I ordered the fifth one, they sent me a smaller version. And then, this, and then the sixth one, again, the sixth and seventh are back to the normal one, and now the eighth is hardcover. So it's it's all messed up. Yeah. I'm like, I give up. Yeah. yeah and, um, I'm very much the same as Christian. I'd lose it. Like, even if you look at, like, you've been
1: to my apartment and you've seen all of my movies oh, yeah. and whatnot. Like, uh, I even own movies I don't like to complete complete the whole thing. Like, I have the entire, uh, original Star Trek films collection, like that 2005 special edition ones Mm -hmm. where they, like, had the nice silver boxes. I have that entire one, even though half of those movies, I don't like half of those movies just (laughs) to complete the set. Yeah, yeah.
2: I understand. All right, Liam, what have you seen, watched, listened Um, to, read, uh, animated? Um... <laughs> I told that joke before. Didn't, didn't land last time, didn't land this
1: time. <laughs> Third time's a charm, boys. Um, well, last Tuesday, Christian and I went to go see uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah. Nice, and nice. Uh, my rundown of it is, it's fucking stupid. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's really, really, <laughs> d- dumb. really dumb. But it's oh, yeah. also pretty fucking cool and pretty, badass. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I saw
0: a meme on Twitter. I think I retweeted it, but it was just uh, critics on the new Godzilla movie. Hmm, the story doesn't really... Uh, Hold a uh, hold up to scrutiny, and it's like fans of Godzilla, and it's a GIF of uh, the Hulk from Ragnarok
2: big monster.
0: <laughs> and tell... that's
2: pretty much what it
0: is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can tell
1: the uh the director really likes the Godzilla monsters oh, yeah? and kaiju and kaiju films. Did you see the first one? No. Okay. I'd, I've
0: never seen a Godzilla movie in my life. I'd
1: recommend the, f- the first one It's yeah? pretty, It's a very different take on it. It's Gareth Edwards doing it, but he directs it more like say Spielberg probably would have made it in the 90s. Yeah. Okay.
0: Where in
2: uh the Gareth Edwards one um it's like 60% people, 40% monsters. Mm. And then this one one is the opposite, oh, okay. so it's like forty percent people,
0: sixty percent monsters. So they took the everyone who was complaining about not enough Godzilla in the first one and just ramped it up. Yep. Yeah, and he's there a lot. <laughs> you know, there's ever uh, like visuals
1: that look amazing, but they but practically speaking, they don't make any sense. Yeah, no. Um, there are characters who will sh- there will be people in the military showing up via via video call to introduce a new weapon. <laughs> just... there,
2: there's a scene where they're like the because he's fighting King Ghidorah that's like the main villain okay. against uh, Godzilla. And the there's the three heads? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And so Ghidorah and Godzilla are like out in the ocean and they're like fighting. And then yeah, sure enough that and they have like a big hell like monarch has the, Monarch's the the organization that like found okay. Godzilla. And then they have like a heli carrier kind of thing like the event like uh mm-hmm. what are they heli- called? Heli carrier. No, wait, shield. an event sh- shield, that's there you go. it. Okay, yeah. Hydra. Oh, uh, but <laughs> they fly in in this big like ship and it's impossible it doesn't make sense but whatever like, uh-huh. and they're just flying over the, the monster fight to like make sure everything's going the way that it should be and then yeah sure enough they just get a voice call or a, like a, a, a video, video chat sorry they get like a video chat and it's just like yeah we're gonna drop a uh uh you know he looks through his notes he's like oxygen bomb that's the <laughs> one <laughs> and then they just drop an oxygen bomb I'm like uh-huh. how
1: an oxygen, yeah,
2: bomb. it's so stupid. Um, yeah, is there
0: such a thing as an oxygen bomb? I feel like I've heard that before. There's a bat bomb. <laughs> <laughs> what does it do? Like, does it light all the oxygen in the area on fire? So,
2: yeah, <laughs> it, it like it like takes all the oxygen that's around in the two mile radius. Again, the rules mm. of it are stupid, yeah, but it's like two mile radius, sucks it all in really fast, and oh. then blows it all out really, really quickly. Oh. And just like, poof, and it's like a really big explosion. It's pretty cool. There's also, because um, you don't want to nuke Godzilla. No, because we him. Yeah, he gets bigger? He gets, he gets stronger, 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 better, faster, yeah. harder. He's like Kanye West, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there's a um, there's also
1: uh, the guy from, uh, the dad from uh, Get Out plays not Rick Sanchez. Oh, is it? <laughs> yes. But, but essentially, yeah, yeah he's, he's essentially Rick. To a point where his character is named Rick Santon. Really? Yeah. yeah oh, wow. Well. You can okay. tell, I'm assuming the director's a fan. Finally. I mean,
2: I don't really see the
1: parallels, but. <laughs> I mean, he even, I mean, he drank there are points where he'll, he'll be a smart ass he'll drink a fair bit. He has, like, kind of a gray, he has this gray, kind of slicked back hair. He yeah. has a blue shirt. Oh, is <laughs> it? And a big white coat. Yeah. Yeah, he's essentially just Rick Sanchez. Hey, all Great. right, all right, moving on from Godzilla. Right. I also saw
2: um, Brightburn with work. Oh, okay. You have a bug in your hair, <laughs> it's a caterpillar. Oh, yeah, you do. I'm not kidding. Ladies and right. gentlemen at home, Liam has a caterpillar in his hair. Can you get
0: him off? No. Look.
2: No. I got it. right on. He's our new friend. <laughs> Look at this guy. Is it a caterpillar? Yeah, it's a caterpillar. Cool. <laughs> right on. <laughs> now we just got to wait till it turns into a butterfly. Yeah, so uh yeah, we're going to be here for a while, but yeah. All right, Liam, anyway, you saw um, what? I saw Brightburn. Uh, this is but... fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, stop <sorry>. Liam. <laughs> yeah, we're actually just gonna do an observation podcast on this uh, this caterpillar. It's crawling over
0: my thumb and it moves really weirdly. Oh, it's it's flailing around the air. Whoa!
1: Look at it. It's weird. So straight. Okay, sorry. All Go right. on, yeah, so, <laughs> Brightburn. Yeah. So I saw Brightburn and. It's not very good.
0: No, I didn't kind of expe- I didn't um, expect it to a be. A lot of
1: people were really hyped up about it, and, like, my premise did seem kind of interesting and cool.
2: Yeah, like, I seem I was pretty stoked on the idea, and I, I kind of wanted to see it, but... but uh, after you told me it wasn't that good, now I don't want to see it at all. Yeah, no, this kid, like, there's literally no reason, he just reason for, like, everything to incite. He just
1: starts hearing his ship talking to him, and the ship that he came in, and then just suddenly is evil. And we don't get... They don't huh. really get anything on it, or uh, was it any grasp on it, as who he was as a kid before that um Michael Rooker uh what is it the only real enjoyable thing is uh during the credits you have Michael Rooker as essentially playing Alex Jones <laughs> and, like, just going off on conspiracy rants about, uh like...
0: That actually makes me want to see the movie. <laughs> just, just for that one just, scene. Just, I'll just I'll just watch the credits and then leave. Yeah. I mean, it's
1: also funny, because if you know anything about Alex Jones and mm. anything about uh, Michael Rooker, they're, like, the exact opposite people. Oh, but, yeah, I know. But Michael Rooker kind of t- looks and talks like an Alex Jones type, but his yeah. opinions on most things are, like, the exact opposite <laughs> Alex Jones. Um,
0: Making the freaking frogs get... <laughs> Uh, that's my actual impression. Yeah. <laughs> we're making the frogs guy. His, his voice sounds like a bunch of rocks just going through like a grinder. <laughs> uh, Al- yes. Alcoholic rocks. Yeah. Alex Jones
1: is just an env- embodiment of rage. Okay, um, but not and, the cool version. No, no. <laughs> It'll be just a nut job. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Uh, last night I was showing Christian. Uh, Christian and I were watching a number of videos about like everything that's gone down with uh over the past few years with uh john crick Feluci, the creator of uh ren, ren and stimpy and the ripping friends oh, okay and like a lot
2: of just how fucked up and weird he is yeah that's yeah that's pretty much it he's a fucking <laughs> weird dude and he's creepy and he's kind of a pedophile and oh that's so, not good. so fuck him and like all yeah. the. See, that, that, this is our fuck John K. Yeah, yeah now <laughs> adding him to the list,
1: everybody. Yeah, and yeah. just all the, the shit he's put people through, like uh, even just yeah, like yeah. on production levels, like uh, how there's this whole thing how a few years ago we tried to start a Kickstarter. Okay. Um, to uh, get a just to make a cartoon entitled Cans Without Labels. Uh, all right. Um. So essentially, I uh, was it the so he asked for a certain amount of money. I think it was like thirty thousand dollars. I think it more than like quadrupled in in its earnings. And uh, to this day, that cartoon has not been released. Nobody has received the perks that they were promised after being done. Oh, good. It's... Um, and uh, it's the last. Uh, was it? It's the last known uh, voice recording of a uh, some veteran voice actor. Oh, okay. And now we're saying like there's a good chance you're never gonna see this cartoon at
2: all. Yeah. <laughs>
0: unfortunate
2: fortunate i don't know yeah he's a piece of shit so fuck him but there all those people were stupid for supporting him so there you go there you go that's, <laughs> my, that's my opinion <laughs> all right uh, christian what have you seen um so i saw godzilla king of monsters there obviously we talked about it and then i i uh, came home and i tried to watch wayne's world 2 yeah it's fucking awful oh yeah um i hate it it's oh, really bad and i love wayne's world yeah wayne's world is great when i was a kid i loved wayne's world 2 and then I tried to watch it, and I'm not even kidding, like, five minutes into it, and it's just unbearably uh, cringy, oh, awkward, the humor is not there, it doesn't, like, it just overstays its welcome, and mm-hmm. that's, it. it's a 95-minute movie, like, and it really, like, honestly, could have done, not, just don't make it, just, also, like, no thanks.
1: Also, keep in mind that I've started to realize recently that the more I look back on Mike Myers... I really don't think he was that funny from the
0: get go, or at least I, I not think, as funny I, as he was hyped up as being. I think he was very funny in the '90s. Yeah, like for for that cultural time frame and cultural like just landscape, I think that's that's where his humor kind of hit the hardest. But since we've left that landscape, uh, it doesn't doesn't it didn't age well. Well, I think a lot of not. it is that like as uh like
1: you realize, I think we realize that more so without proper support. Um, or that he's not as funny on his own, and you start to. Pick up on the repetition of his humor mm-hmm. and
0: like yeah, literally, Austin awesome Powers three. They make fun of the fact that they repeated the same joke in like every movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, he was. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like
1: results of that. I've gone back and like even watching things like Shrek. I really don't think Shrek is that good or that mm-hmm. funny. Shrek 2's I was okay. Yeah, I've, I've always preferred Shrek 2 over Shrek 1. Yeah. Both of them. I've, I've never really cared for. It. I loved the first one as a kid, and even as a kid, I thought Shrek 2 was kind of boring. Hmm. Except for some stuff. Like, I thought the whole. All the villains hang out in a bar called The Poison Apple was yeah. funny. Yeah, that's good. Or that they have a place called. Or uh, was it a. T- on the, sh- the mirror of you could watch a show called. That's essentially just cops.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was. Funny. <laughs> all right, all right, Farquad. Yeah. I wasn't finished. <laughs> 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 um. Uh, also, I watched only the first episode of Black Mirror of uh, Season 5. Oh, I, oh, watched I did that. watch yeah. that, actually. Uh, you did? Yeah. You've okay. seen two of the episodes. I've only seen the one, the first one with Anthony Mackie. It's called Striking Vipers. Okay. It's okay. Yeah? Yeah. I, a lot of people are saying that this season is not as good as the previous oh, seasons. which that's unfortunate. Which it, but, you know, I still liked it. I didn't, and I'm not going to talk shit about it or anything, but there is things that I don't like about it. You haven't seen it, so I can't really get yeah. too much into it. But uh, there, in the first episode, there's it, it just kind of just jumps into it really fucking fast. Okay. Like, the main plot element. Like, the setup is kind of long. It's like a five or six minute long intro. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, oh, now this thing is happening and it's it, that's our main focus. And it's just like, it, gets, it just happens so fucking fast. And by the time okay. you get to
1: the end, it's a little thematically muddled. Yeah, like, yeah uh, it gets
2: really messy and the metaphors and stuff are really lost in, in what's really going on. Yeah, but um, Anthony Mackie's great, and the guy who plays Black Mana is also really good, too. So. Okay. Yeah, um, I, enjoyed I it. I've also seen the
1: third one. I haven't seen the second one, though, with uh, the guy from Sherlock. Yeah, more the guy who plays Moriarty. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, the last one, episode three, wasn't very good. Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Mm, and she, and surprisingly enough, she's not the problem. She actually does do a pretty decent job. Oh, that's good. The, uh, the problem with it is that. Oh, was it as bad? It's just going off and talking about what everybody talks about with pop stars. You have the oh, be the mean, overbearing manager and the kids mm-hmm. who have to come in and say oh, and, like yeah. save the day. It's like it feel honestly feels like a uh, a Disney Channel T V movie.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah. Just with a little cursing Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Heaven. Yeah. No. Uh we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> 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 uh yeah, and then I started rewatching uh, Community. Nice. And I'm um, having, a, having a good time with that. It's it's definitely, I think it holds up. I think it's it's really fine. How's our Caterpillar, caterpillar friend doing? He's doing good. He's yeah. just
0: sitting on the cushion there, just yeah. hanging out. Yeah, uh, What's your name, bud?
2: It's Gary. Oh, <laughs> well, hey, Gary. Hey, Gary. It's a
0: good, it's a good name for Caterpillar. But before yeah. we move on, I just want to ask a quick question. I'm not sure if we talked about this on the podcast, but Robert Pattinson as Batman. Yeah. U- yes, that is something we'll probably discuss. Your name.
2: I'm good with it. I'm fine with Me it. Me too. Yeah, I'm cool. totally fine with it. We're good people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I so. honestly, I don't see an issue with it. Let no. somebody else play Batman for once. Yeah. Like, like And don't complain about it. Yeah. So as a lifelong Batman fan, mm-hmm. I can say all this backlash
1: to casting and whatnot... We've all been through it a million times, oh, guys. Yeah. It oh, happened. Yeah. With, remember back when Michael Keaton, when everybody was—you weren't I alive. Can't remember <laughs> that? You weren't alive. And I was told many a story about what was going on, like how the fans were petitioning to the studio to have him. Re- oh yeah. Um, yeah. The same it happens thing happens every time. Same thing happened with Heath Ledger as the Joker yep. and Halfway's Catwoman, and that was one I actually agreed with. Try, I, yeah. I hopped on.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: Even it even happened with uh, like even just last time somebody was cast as Batman, it happened with Ben Affleck. Yep. And then he became a lot of people's favorite Batman. Not mine, but a lot of people's.
2: Yeah. um, I'm totally okay with it. Like I said earlier, sometimes you just like like let somebody try it.
0: Yeah. Just you don't know if he's gonna be a good or bad Batman until you watch it. Yeah, I I saw uh, Matt Reeves tweeted uh, his his defense of Robert Pattinson, and it was just a gif of Robert Pattinson staring at someone very intensely. And I'm like, <laughs> good job, Matt Reeves. You could this is, me.
1: This is our Batman. Yeah, I mean, yeah pa- I'm mean, I'm yeah, i totally down with it. Robert Pattinson has also become a bit of an indie darling in recent years. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you yeah, know, apparently he's become pretty popular with a lot of, like, uh, festival films and in- and other indie productions. Right. Yeah.
0: I've seen some clips, and he's, he's a good actor.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I saw some clips from Good Time. Yeah, that's the one everyone's passing around. Yeah, and it looks pretty good. Yeah. Like, I kind of want to watch it, too. Mm-hmm. um anyway we should probably jump into this meat yeah potatoes I, I, I will
0: volunteer uh my mine will uh, involve heavy spoilers for season eight of game of thrones so i will go last oh, okay if yeah for sure yeah
2: ours is probably i'm we're probably gonna breeze through yeah. mine <laughs> um so what we're doing is we're gonna be playing i'm kind of playing a game i don't know we're just discussing it but uh we've done it before i don't remember what episode we did it on but we played a game called retcon where we took the room and we made it a good movie yeah. Um, i just tried to. It was a completely different film. Yeah. It was basically not even the same movie. Um, I think it was like well, we we made it like an espionage Something like like, that. like rom-com <laughs> fucking Mr. and Mrs. Tommy Wiseau. Uh, anyway, yeah, so what uh we're going we we're each going to pick a movie or television series and we're going to try and fix it. So, there you go. In my opinion, I'm gonna start with mine and then All we'll right. go Liam and then we're gonna go Lucas because Lucas right. is super spoiler heavy and so anyway. Uh, the movie that I bring to the Midnight Society <laughs> <laughs> is uh, Transformers. Transformers. Uh, Michael Michael Bay's Transformers All right. film. Um, what is it, 2007? Yeah, yeah, you're gonna start right, you're gonna start right from the beginning. Right from the beginning. Alright. Like the very first movie. Okay, one so, thing. my first, first and foremost, oh, sorry, go ahead, one so thing. One thing I
1: was gonna ask is, like, are we doing, are we gonna take any notes from, like, things that might have worked in, in the first Transformers movie, or it was just complete grounds up and go? Uh, we can do both
2: I'm, I'm going grounds up yeah that's what I was asking if that's how you were going to do it I'm going grounds up so uh, yeah. I'll, I'll build a whole fucking new movie essentially <laughs> so first and foremost I wouldn't have Michael Bay do it there you go yeah like I think that's that's probably where we would start mm-hmm. I would have someone like Doug Lyman, maybe okay okay yeah. uh, or uh, even Shyamalan no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something else yeah I think what, like, what like about, Doug Lyman. Uh,
0: who did who did uh, Source Code what's his name Oh, uh, that's um. Oh,
1: shoot, I should know. Duncan Jones. Duncan, Duncan Jones. Jones. Yeah. Yes. Duncan Jones would be good
0: too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Did Duncan Jones like Moon? Yeah. yeah. Moon yeah, yeah as well? He no.
0: he made Moon and Source Code. Those are those are pretty good. And then he also made Warcraft, and that was pretty bad. He's uh, also David
2: Bowie's son. He is. Yeah. He is. So anyway, yeah. Actually, both of those would work. Uh, yeah. I think maybe uh, yeah, Doug Lyman or um, Duncan Jones. So one of those two guys. Um, I don't know. My now here here's here's a thing. Um i'm gonna go kind of out there all right i'm gonna go, go for it. out Do there it. with it the movie starts as an animated film all right it starts as a cel-shaded animated film like the transformers that we had when like the animated film mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now they're gonna leave the transformers cartoon from the 80s and become real life okay we yeah enchanted yeah yeah so so they're gonna kind of or like pixels but better so they're gonna like basically uh you know cybertron has fallen um optimus prime and his crew they 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 can't win um they and they discover that uh they are actually a part of a cartoon okay so Mm -hmm. and they realize this kind of in a weird way and uh, they do so by um, maybe one of the Transformers, like Starscream, or not Starscream, like one of the good ones. Who's a, who's a plane a, one?
1: Uh, Was it like a
2: plane uh an an, an Autobot, usually, yeah. Usually uh, uh, Jetfire? Ge- yeah, Jetfire. So one of those ones fucking takes off into space, goes off, finds a wormhole, comes in, and then encounters uh, a, uh, a spaceship, like a, a human capsule. Mm-hmm. Now this is where I'm gonna ask your opinion. Should they turn into real life robots, or should mm-hmm. they stay as cartoons? Because I think it would be kind of cool to do like a like them as cartoons and kind of have that weird parallel, you know. In like uh, like are you talking like you have Who Framed Roger Rabbit sort of thing, yes. where they're animated in a live action setting. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, and then they come to Earth, but they they can still interact with the world around. Yeah. Them. And so the, uh, a sort of Megatron comes to Earth, and he's just like, well. This is awesome. Let's let's take it over. Mm. And so that's the plot of Christian Costinik's Transformers Twenty Twenty Two. I don't
1: know. It sounds kind of like that two thousands uh, Fat Albert film. Uh yeah. I guess. <laughs> I know. All right. How would you fix it? Um. Well, I would take some of the things that I thought kind of worked in the first Transformers movie. Like I liked. Uh, I would. Abandoned the whole Sector 7 Megatron being frozen thing because that was nonsense and just fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, America. Uh, I would, but I like the whole concept plan, but his plan is to essentially use the Matrix to, uh, as a Transformers technology. hmm Yeah, no, I would stick with that, kind of like that is kind of like his main goal and whatnot. And, like, I'd say that I would have it start off, like, the first half hour or so be completely set on Cybertron. And, like, it would they would look like the G1 cartoons and, mm-hmm. like, uh, and all the better I just pull from every kind of Transformers lore show, um, I would have, like, but a big, essentially due to a big war, like, the, what is it, the, what's it called, the Matrix gets lost and somehow just goes through a wormhole and winds up on Earth. hmm Um, or, like, even maybe, like, pull a Dark of a Moon thing where it was just found on the moon while, uh, they landed there. Right, 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 okay. Like, that kind of absolute... Like, cause that's bullshit, but I find amusing and like, and like, it's Transformers. You can get a little like cartoony. Oh yeah, definitely. I, d- yeah. I
2: do, I do, like the concept, cause in the in the original one, uh, or not original one, but in the uh, Michael Bay one, uh, Megatron's basically just trying to terraform Earth to make it a new Cybertron. Well, he wants right? to transform all of Earth's technology and take over the universe. Okay, cause yes. I like, I don't, I don't mind that concept, and especially if you do it with my animated Roger Rabbit one, <laughs> where he's trying to terraform um Earth into an animated he's trying to animate Earth. Yeah. <laughs> I would also uh
1: at the tagline right there. <laughs> I would also like as great like I would do it kinda the way I'd film it is I'd probably do it like via uh, kind of like a Guillermo del Toro kind of style, like what he did with Pacific Rim where he mm-hmm. made it like as much of a uh, as much practically as a, as he possibly could have. Um no high school kids. Fuck that. We are not gonna have any just Shia Buffs or Megan Foxes. Um, there is gonna be some military stuff, but it's not gonna be like military federal, uh, fet- fetishization like mm-hmm. it was in uh, the Bay films. Yeah, I would have the main character be some like he'd be something that actually fits with like automotives and transports. Like oh, gas, maybe a mechanic. Like yeah. make uh, like make your main character a mechanic who gotta gets involved with everything. Yeah, and
0: then you got you got the Everyman in there. Mine's gonna be a TV
2: reporter wearing a banana coat. <laughs> so yeah. April O'Neil. Yeah, April O'Neil. Yeah, I I just kind of want to make a cartoon movie with all the '80s cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turtles fucking show. Yeah yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I mean, I would meet. like to see a babe in a modern day movie nah, dressed just like, like April O'Neil. All right, Lucas, how are you gonna fix uh, Transformers?
0: Uh, number one thing: make Transformers the main characters. Uh, yeah. humans are side characters supporting characters and that's about it. That's kind of what it was like in
2: the in the G1 cartoons too because oh, there yeah, was yeah. humans in there mm-hmm. and like they were just like hanging out with the fucking
1: Transformers. Yeah. I mean like yeah. Spike and uh, Daniel were kind of like uh, they were like dual protagonists with the Transformers like they yeah. would actually do stuff mm-hmm. but like children. Uh, yeah no I would find ways to uh, have the humans do something but like actually be useful. It's not like in a Michael Bay film where they waste so much time setting up a bunch of things but they don't even end up doing it. This is Lucas's movie, not yours. <laughs> no, I, I I actually genuinely agree with you. So.
0: I ah, with shucks. Um, but uh, yeah, Michael Bay would have to go. Um, the thing about Michael Bay though is like he is. I'm gonna say something controversial. He is an incredible director. Yeah, for the it most com- part, yeah. when it, like except when it comes to story. <laughs> right, right. Visually, he's he's pretty cool. He he is he is uh, according to a lot of people in the industry technically like a technical craft genius yeah like he is he shoots for the edit he's so good at creating like uh compelling shots and all that good stuff uh and he brought he did bring a lot to that first transformers movie uh it's just he has the sensibilities of a 13 year old boy (laughs) also what helped the very first transformers movie is
1: the fact that like that's the one where you could at least see some Spielberg in there. Yeah. Like, he was kind of on a leash definitely. there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I remember even as a kid, like, kind of being a little enchanted when, like, uh, the
0: meteors would come down and the Transformers would live. I was like, this feels super Spielberg-y, and I like yeah, it. Yeah, well, I I genuinely, I still like the first Transformers movie. Yeah. It, it has lots of problems, but I I enjoy it. Uh, I it's have, a fun time. I just think like,
2: you, you, like, I mean... I've said it before I'll say it again uh, uh Revenge of the Fallen is probably I hate that movie It's, bad movie. it's one bad of the bad worst movie, yeah. movies I've ever seen. Yeah. But you know you got to start somewhere so you got to yeah. start at the beginning. You <laughs> can't just, you can't just reboot Transformers 2. I guess you could. Also, I mean that's what we're doing. Fuck it. I'm an idiot. Carry on. <laughs> also in uh what is it in
1: all fairness like uh um the fir- with the first uh, Transformers we like I think I have a lot of a soft spot for it because like I remember being 10 years old and all of my friends going to uh getting all ramped up and going to see it. And, like, it was the first time we'd really seen action done that way. Like, the big city, mm-hmm. like, spectacles and big robots and whatnot. Yeah, Michael, we kind of invented that form
2: of action.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, again, as you've also mentioned, uh, he has the sensibilities of a 13-year-old
2: boy. Yeah, boobies yeah. and
1: robots. Yeah, huh. basically.
2: Yep, racism and pornographic misogyny. <laughs> do any of the robots, robots. have boobies later? Uh, Sorry, do any of the um, automotive, mechanical, road moving <laughs> machines have breasts? <laughs> I mean, I remember there was one with balls. Yeah, that's true. Oh, perfect. wow, yeah. okay. Um, what, what's that one's
0: called? It's... Oh, in the second yeah, one, Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's Devastator. Yeah. Right? Okay, Devastator, yeah. For some yeah. reason, he was... Directly beneath the enemy's scrotum. Yeah. Yeah. I was lying in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Also, that movie has a, uh, what is it, like, 30-second shot of two dogs fucking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, does. With, it shot does. with
1: IMAX cameras. Yeah. yeah.
0: Such a good use of film. <laughs> I can't imagine how the guy operating the camera was like... I know. Like, just... Just a headache. <laughs> okay, sorry, were you, were you finished? Uh, really, I don't really have... Because, I, honestly, I would keep most of the movie the same. I'd yeah. just swap out the writers. <laughs> right, right, fair enough. And, and Still, what's Keith Spielberg?
2: Like know, he produced but, it. Yeah,
0: Keith yeah. Spielberg, for sure. Because yeah. I think he, he was the reason that movie's not, not a huge pile of shit. Yeah, for sure. If, okay. if he had anything to do it at all, anyway. <laughs> Take um, my money. Hey, yeah. Have fun. Restraint. I, I visually, I think Michael Bay would be kept on as like maybe a visual consultant or something like that. Yeah. If, if not the DOP. Because he, he, him and like Zack Snyder like shoot their own stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know why they have DOPs on. So just, just do it, man. <laughs> yeah. Just, they That's have to colleague. have a credit on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'd rewrite the story to make sense. Um, Change some visual effects so you can tell the robots apart when they're fighting. Like actually make them look like the like proper transformers. Yeah, I, I don't really care about that because I, I don't. I'm not much attached to transformers. I'm, Just I want to differentiate them. I want no, to know which ones which. That's yeah. why I'm
1: saying it. Like, because you mm-hmm. it would do the differentiation. You could differentiate them a little more. Uh, like, cause the transformers
0: have a great color palette. If you like yeah, watch the cartoon, I, I, I've seen like a handful of episodes, and you can very easily tell who's who because they're colorful. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, I guess.
2: Uh, What Transformers would we use? I would use mostly G1, and then maybe some Dinobots.
0: Optimus Prime! Well, yeah, no shit. Like, like it'd be Optimus. That's that's the only one I know the name of. Yeah, that's
2: right. Optimus, (laughs) I do like Bumblebee. I think Bumblebee is
1: fine. I like, Um, uh, I'd love to see, uh, or like, I'm trying to think of, Hot Rod would be cool. Yeah. Um, Ironhide. Andy Sandberg? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But no, there's a. Played uh, and the Eddie Sandberg. There's a transformer <laughs> yeah, called Hot Rod voiced else.
2: by Judd Nelson. Oh, yeah. nice Yeah. Um, I would uh, for villains. Obviously, it's Megatron, duh. Starscream. Um, but I would also have Soundwave because I fucking love Soundwave. Yeah. Oh, a very, I would use Shockwave also. Yeah, but just being, I would also have him shoot fucking tapes out of his chest. No, he like would. hardcore shit. They kind of show that in Bumblebee.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in um. Uh, what is it, in the first Transformers we are so scared of using Soundwave uh, to a point where they just, so just like, okay, how about where they said a distant, uh, was a cousin of Soundwave and they just made him a little like a uh, boombox. Yeah. <laughs> I guess his name was like Frenzy or something. Huh. That's stupid.
2: Movie. Anyway, so we have a completely obscure obscurist, uh, take on the Transformers movie. Yeah. Um, who framed Optimus Prime? Yeah. <laughs> we have Liam's more faithful to the original but still a cg um monster not monster cg robots and then lucas's which is just another pass that's just a rewrite <laughs> basically yeah. Yeah. rewrite the script so those of you at home send us a comment on our instagram page let yeah. you know, yeah. us know how you feel lucas gronaville the handyman clean it, up. <laughs> yeah, clean it
0: up what that's literally how i approach like movies and whatnot as from from a rewriting standpoint yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's usually So, yeah. like
1: that's why i like this game also because i'm like i'll sit down and be like or even sometimes i'll be watching a movie i'll be like all right no this is how you fix that <laughs> <laughs> all right Liam.
2: yeah what's your movie
1: uh so i had a lot of trouble choosing mm-hmm. um i was throwing around a few things like i want to go with a more lucas approach just because i think there's more there's more room for discussion i'm gonna clean up the dark knight rises all right all right cool like, because I've discussed for years about how I would fix a lot of stuff in that movie. All right. Um, go. <laughs> Let's hear. First uh, things first. Hold things on, first. Gary,
2: what do, you, what do you want to do? Where's Gary? He's right here. Oh, okay, he moved over to the other side of the kitchen. Uh, he wants to redo a bug's life. Oh, okay. <laughs> wasn't, he
0: apparently wasn't
2: faithful enough to real caterpillar life. No, no not at all. He's very they're offensive. Not, yes, they're not big, fat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, Gary. I'm no, there. I would, um, uh, first things first, no Talia. Fuck that nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Um, I would, uh, have more emphasis on Bruce Wayne as a character than more so as an idea. Okay. Because I feel like, uh, with The Dark Knight Rises, the biggest thing that turned me against it was that, uh, was it is that they completely lost track of characterization and became more thematically obsessive. But I mean, like, even a lot of those don't, didn't really carry over very well for me. I, I wouldn't have Alfred disappear, like, right in, right when he does. I'd make it that, like, right as he's trying to leave, that's when Bane's whole revolution starts. Okay. And, uh, so he can't get out of the city. Uh, like, and he's kind of stuck in Gotham with everybody. And, like, it would get to a point where, uh, uh, was... And, like, so Bruce would still be able to see everything on the TV. Like, he'd be in his pit or whatnot. I'm not 100% sure on how to fix the nonsense prison stuff. Maybe remove the Kill Bill logic. <laughs> um, or, uh, Bruce believe in the heart of the cards. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, But, uh, essentially I would have it be, like, uh, essentially, uh, he sees on the TV... And what really motivates him to actually get back up and go is that, like, he sees that the citizens of Gotham are actually try to do their own little revolution to stand up to Bane. And they start using the symbol of Batman as a way to, uh, as, like, a sign, how was it, as a sign to, of, of a sign as Rebellion. Like, making, like, signs and, uh, po- like, or bat signals out of, like, popsicle sticks or, like, just whatever. And, like, using that and holding it up and being like, we're not going to, do- we're not... We're not gonna fall. We, he? Be- we believe in something. Just hundreds yeah. of thousands of Gothamites with popsicles. <laughs> or just like some... how many popsicles did we have to eat? Too many. I mean, like, Too More many. of a like, bat signal getting drawn
0: around or whatnot. It would become like a again a symbol of rebellion. Yeah. Like, so so is this. This, uh, being, like, is this Batman propaganda being used against Batman? Is that what no, you're it's saying? being used it's support, against Bane. Against Bane, okay. But he has cool. an
1: ideal to be against Bane, and Bane will just be like, this is ridiculous, he just, essentially a lot of people die, or they oh, all okay. get shot. Because is going to be a really interesting idea, but keep And going. then, uh, uh, was it Alfred gets hurt in the casualties, so Bruce sees that on the TV, and, like, that, it's like, yeah, no, they need the Batman, so that's what inspires him to actually get up and go. Okay. Um... And, like, I would definitely tone down a lot of the themes of, uh, oh, was it, of, like, the Occupy Wall Street themes in there? Um, like, I would honestly not even do, like, the whole eight years of, uh, of, uh, it not being, of Batman, of Bruce not being Batman. I would do, uh, I would maybe be, make it, like, three or four years or something, and that way you could have, like, reference to, like, things that he's done while he was outside the law. And Catwoman fits in, because she's trying to tempt him or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And like uh, as kind of a foil, like trying to lead him into a more morally ambiguous, ambiguous type of a thing.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Um. And like I feel like that would give her more purpose in the story, because in the Dark Knight, in the movie
0: we got, she doesn't really get a whole lot. She just kind of shows up and bees Catwoman for a while. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and you know. half the
2: will and half the get yeah. out of this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no.
1: Or other words, an excuse for Anne halfway to act sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Okay. Um, like... So you would keep Bane? Yeah, no, I would keep Bane. Like, I would honestly be like, no, this is honest to God Bane. Okay. Like, uh, I wouldn't just be like what he was in, again, in a movie where he's a more talkative version of Bane from Batman and Robin. Would you make him Spanish? Oh, yeah, no, I would make, I would make Bane Spanish. I would... Nice. Danny Trejo. No. That would <laughs> That'd be something. I was thinking like Javier Bardem, if he oh, really okay. beefed up. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, Christian once said to me Benicio del Toro, but I'm like, no, he's too much I think mean, he's too much of an oddball to <laughs> <you> be Bane. <laughs> it could
2: be Bane. Throw a fucking mask on his face, you never know. Maybe. Uh, Danny uh, DeVito uh, is Bane. Uh, Amphibia. <laughs> <I'll sip ya. laughs> Break, Break, Break you. Um I would uh I would I don't know if I would necessarily keep Bane. Um I do say I do agree. Get rid of Catwoman. Just like, oh no, you said you wanted to keep I her, would right? say I could, I come, get I, Italian. Could, Italian, I could, get rid of Talia. Yeah, I could come up with some, as I was saying, I have some kind of an
1: idea on how Catwoman could fit. Um, But like, you would need to be, you need to put a lot more thought into it than what was actually put in there.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think she was really relevant. I said just get rid of her. And the whole Robin thing, too. Yeah, like, uh, Yeah. I cut it all together. Like, yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't mind having uh, Batman kind of partner with like uh, a young cop. Mm-hmm. somebody who's a little bit more badass than gordon is like mm-hmm. gordon's really pragmatic but it'd be cool for uh, batman or bruce to kind of team up with this new g- new guy and kind of show him how gordon was doing things because yeah. this guy's maybe a little bit more of a radical so that kind of puts that human element into it what if it's like a younger guy it's
1: like somebody for gordon to be against like what if it's harvey bullock from, like, Batman v. Animated series. Yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. And then you, you yeah, so you have, so that that way Gordon's got somebody to, to kind of go against. Batman would have uh, Bane, although I don't really know if I would even keep Bane, but he would have Bane get rid of Catwoman, in my opinion, get rid of Talia, um, and just make it more bare bones, you know? I don't mind the idea of, of Bane taking over Gotham, you know, isolating it, making it like No Man's Land. Yeah. Because the, the, the stuff that they take from No Man's Land is actually pretty good. Right. Yeah, the No Man's Land stuff was pretty part. decent. I would just have it be more of a
1: thing of, like, again, Batman's working outside the law now, and, like, it's debatable if he could still be considered a symbol for good, mm-hmm. and so he's kind of dealing with that, and then you have, like, Catwoman kind of tempting him over, and then you have Bane who, uh like, uh, Bane who just shows up to Gotham, because in the comics, the whole reason Bane specifically hates Batman is because, uh, uh, was it Batman actually started from something, and when his when his tragedy happened, like, he had money and whatnot... Well, Bane was a poor kid down in, uh, uh, was it down in uh, Mexico, who was like uh, pretty much grew up living in a hole and like actually and had to learn to be the biggest, baddest, and toughest guy around mm-hmm. and become a symbol of that. And he hates and he hates Batman because because Batman is almost like a persona or not personification. Right, oh, it's just uh, like he's his foil. Yeah, it's right. almost like a, mm-hmm. the antithesis to that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I would really deal that to a Bane because over the years I've started to. Re- find Bane to be one of the more compelling villains in Batman. Okay, fair enough. And there's also the fact that I'm so sick of everybody just using the Joker. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't
0: use the Joker at all. No, definitely not. How, how about you, Lucas? Um, I think I, I, would, I would cut several plot lines. I'd, I'd probably cut Catwoman. I'd probably cut Robin. I'd probably cut Talia as well. <laughs> <laughs> We're all in agreement. Yeah, because yeah. the movie was very bloated. I think I think I feel like the the studio is like oh we need more Batman characters so you just shoved a bunch in there without much thought as yeah to for sure two. I I kind of like the idea of because at the end of the Dark Knight um, Batman kind of takes his fall from grace right like oh tell them I killed that people so Harvey uh, Harvey doesn't uh, become a villain in the in the light of day or whatever and I kind of like the idea of the criminal underworld kind of adopting the bat symbol as a way of, like, they're, they're kind of adopting that symbol for, like, whenever they do terrible things, and then kind of public opinion has really turned against Batman because they still think that Batman's doing those things. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Yeah, for sure. I, ju- I got that idea when Liam was done. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> <I bring> back <laughs> Eric Roberts. Sure. Um, like, I Like,
1: know he was in the first one, uh, was it? He was, like, that mob guy in the first one where Batman's like,
0: where is he, to? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that'd be a really interesting conundrum for, uh, for Bruce to reclaim that symbol, yeah, um, for sure. Who would you and like your take Batman back? Probably, probably, I don't. Honestly, I don't know too many Batman villains outside of, outside of the ones that are in like the handful of cartoon episodes I saw. But yeah, the popular, but Batman, I, Batman. I think, I think Bane could be pretty compelling. I think, uh, especially if he's like the exact opposite of Batman, mm-hmm. uh, and he's maybe he's adopted that symbol. To bane kind of, has yeah bane has to kind of fuck with batman that, that's kind of cool yeah, yeah. No, he comes in
1: he's like i'm taking this city and i'm going to be like new king of Gotham. yeah
0: maybe he's he's going around pretending to be batman or well, something I no, do batman. Or, he has, yeah, or he has like somebody as batman yeah
1: um yeah. like joe would i i also just have one more idea so i would keep hoping of, like bane like breaking into a prison and whatnot and like that way you can have like little homages to like batman villains yeah, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. well that yeah. had a little bit more of a Yeah, like, Zaz, like, a character, a Batman villain is in the background of Batman Begins, uh, Zaz. Okay. Like, that way you could have Scarecrow, you could have maybe, like, another Scarecrow cameo in a way that isn't, again, ridiculous. (laughs) Um, but, like, and then what I thought might be a really cool idea, if if there was a whole thing that Gordon actually covered up, like, what if Harvey isn't actually dead, but he's actually just paralyzed and they had to, like, hide him, keep him, like, secretly imprisoned.
0: Maybe, I feel like that would rob the ending of Dark Knight. Yeah. personally. I like, I, I think that go a lot of interesting places. I just don't like what it does to Dark Knight. Yeah. Personally. I
1: mean, I suppose. I don't know. I feel like for, like, if that was one thing that I thought was going to happen in The Dark Knight Rises, I thought Bane mm-hmm. was going to be like, oh, here's the real truth, and that's what he pulls Harvey out of there, out of a prison, like, in a chair or something. Be I mean, like, yeah, this is what they covered up. This is your hero. Mm-hmm. And then, like, gives off the letter
0: thing. That's what I honestly thought was going to happen. That could be interesting. I actually think that would be a, an interesting uh, conflict for Bruce. So this one we're all pretty
2: much like I think we're all pretty much yeah pretty yeah (laughs) Yeah, I think we're all on the same page. Get
0: rid of Talia. (laughs) Get rid of Catwoman. I think I actually think you could do something interesting with Catwoman because she's more more morally ambiguous, like you were saying, Liam, and she could be like uh, convincing Bruce to kind of stay out of it. Right, because she kind of wants wants the chaos. Yeah, yeah. She she thrives in the chaos. She's a thief, right? When no one's really paying attention to the small crimes, she can get away with a lot. Right. That's true, that's true. Yeah, no, I mean, like, and make
1: sure, and the biggest thing to remember always with superhero movies, if you're going to have more than one villain, got to have a pecking order. Mm. Like, uh, that's uh, one thing that Nolan really figured out but everybody else struggles with, which is, like, you've got to have one hot. Hi- you've got to have, like, one higher up, and you got to have, like, the one who's a little less. Mm-hmm. Like, because then you, otherwise you get nonsense, like, Spider-Man 3, where it's just trying to throw in, like, where they have no idea what to do with them, so I have to throw somebody out of a movie for a little bit. Yeah, or, or Amazing Spider-Man 2, where you just have two villains... But, like, they're not really connected. <laughs> right. Even, uh, even Aquaman kind of understood the whole pecking order thing. Because in mm-hmm. that movie, uh, I was a, the main overarching villain is Ocean Master. But he does hire Black Mana. Okay. And that's kind of how Black Mana fits in. Mm, interesting. Um, and I feel like if we adopted more things like that, it would actually make things a little less muddled when it comes to making superhero movies.
2: Yeah. I would agree. All right. Cool. All right. That's Batman. Uh, cool, that's Batman. Now we're going to dive into... G-g-g- Game of Thrones. Cover cover, cover
0: Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Yeah, there you go. There you go, that's better. Uh, so I'm going to be talking about Game of Thrones uh, Season 8, specifically one moment. Uh, I, you guys don't really know Season 8, do you? I'm slightly familiar. Okay. I've read what happens. Okay, yeah, so I'm just going to give... So spoilers from here on out for Season 8 of Game of Thrones. Spoiler. What boy. I'm going to be talking about is uh, Daenerys' turn to the Mad Queen, essentially. So this at this point in the show, Daenerys goes crazy and carpet bombs King's Landing for no reason whatsoever, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, so the lead-up to it is basically she's lost... To Cersei, she has lost one of her dragons, lost her best friend, and then they take the city. They besiege the city and win the battle. The Lannisters have surrendered... And for some reason, Daenerys gets mad and kills everybody in the city, basically. It's real dumb. (laughs) So I want to fix that moment, basically, is what I'm focusing on. And there's a couple things we have to do. For one, uh, I do think that the writers did a good job throughout the last couple seasons painting Daenerys as uh, power-hungry. She's very idealistic, but she's also very power hungry. Yeah, like no two probably. driving forces that that's a conflict within
1: her. Yeah, right. like it could. I will, Like I was really hoping to do kind of like a Walter White type of a thing, or like mm-hmm. like Nagami from Death Note, where the whole point is that everything that they talk themselves off as, as and carry themselves as, just erodes away until showing what they actually were right from the start.
0: Yeah, yeah. And she surround she and she kind of knows that about herself. She surra- she surrounds 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 herself with people who uh, can temper those impulses in her, and I think that's Renji did a good job doing that. Uh, but they did not do a good job paying off that conflict. Right. Uh, so I think a couple things need to happen. For one, uh, they need they really needed to build up the relationship between Danny and John because they were apparently in love, but they they, were, they they met and then they started fucking. and they, That was yeah. their and, relationship. Yeah, yeah, pretty I much. Mean, yeah, she's yeah. your aunt, dude. Yeah, and she's and she's his
1: aunt. <laughs> yeah, hot. Enough, so. <laughs> I mean, Daenerys did have a lot of hot seeds again. <laughs> yeah,
2: hold uh. on, bastard, Liam. All right, so.
1: Uh, so I wonder, what,
0: or, or most of our listener base is men. <laughs> <laughs> man! Sorry, go on, Lucas. Uh, so one of the big things I think we, have, we would have to do is we have to actually give John something to do in the season. I think the, the goal for John is he needs to become a hero of the people. He needs to become the man on the ground that people recognize and people respect. And that needs to happen. He needs oh. to do something during the long night, the Battle of uh, Winterfell... Uh, he needs to either kill the Night King. I do like Arya killing the, the Night King, though. I don't know if you guys know That's, that. That's uh, the uh, White Walker?
2: He's the King yeah, of White he's, Walkers. he's the King
0: of White Walkers. Yeah. Uh,
1: from what I understand, he's not really in the books. Or uh, I mean, not yet, at least. Or I believe. I know we've at least, like, there's something that uh, implies his existence in the books, but, like, they caught up and they had to kind of
0: make everything up from scratch. Yeah, and the show just wanted a big, bad villain. Um, but Jon needs to do something uh, during the long night. He doesn't have to kill the Night King. He might... Kill the Night King's dragon or something like that. Yeah, he might do something that seems impossible that makes him a legend, and uh, then uh, when they when Danny and everyone start going south, I think Danny's story plays out much the same. She goes, they get ambushed at Dragonstone, and one of the dragons gets killed. I think that should happen in a much more believable way uh, because the way it happened in the show was dumb. But that's not what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> I have one pitch for you, Lucas. Yes. Um. So what if like uh,
1: it's uh what is it like half or uh, like so Daenerys uh like. Like, say if, like, Daenerys does actually conquer King's Landing, but she doesn't kill anybody, like, build up to that, and then after, the biggest thing is that... But White Walkers have succeeded, and they are moving down. Mm-hmm. So it as actual like a Song of Ice and Fire as via. Yeah, up. well,
0: uh, that that's a different critique I would have of the... Right now, I just want to focus um, on the Danny's. Oh, I see. I want to clean up Danny's arms. All right. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just trying. Around. Sorry, I'm just trying to. There's so Game of Thrones is such a vast, all over place thing. Yes, tried to I agree, f- and there are so many things I would change about season eight. I couldn't. I, I had to talk, I had to pick one. All right. I have <laughs> the next <laughs> series by the Thundercast is yeah. Lucas fixes Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Um, and so Danny's story plays out much the same. Like I said, she loses a dragon, she loses her friend, and she's become, uh, fragile, unstable, and people around her are, uh, worried about her health and worried about her mental stability. But John, however, in the show, he actually marches south. He doesn't go with her on the boats. He marches south on land. I don't know why they divided their forces, but we're going with that. Right. Um, but on the way, John, uh, is tasked with performing... Propaganda, essentially, for Danny, trying to get the people on her side. So he's going down the King's Road, he's uh, giving speeches about the greatness of Daenerys Stormborn, her 27 names and whatnot, and, but people start to believe him, but they see him. They don't see Daenerys, they don't see her dragons. So they get to know Jon, and Jon kind of gets a reputation throughout the lands, and he's marked down with wildlings and northmen and all the other... Uh, factions they've gathered. and the People are like, oh, this guy is uniting the kingdoms. That's mm-hmm. that's cool. And uh, eventually, and but also at the same time, either Arya or Sansa are with him, and they're going around spreading rumors uh, about John's heritage, about how he's actually the heir to the Iron Throne. Okay. Which is true, so that will actually come to play, unlike unlike the show where it doesn't do anything. <laughs> so there are they? They're working with him, or, or John doesn't know about it because in the show Sansa. She kind of does this. She tells Tyrion about Jon's true heritage to try to sow dissent between him and uh, Danny. Right. Because Bran uh, found out about it, right? Or how did they find uh, out about it? Well, it's a combination. Uh, Sam found a record on it, a vague record on it, and then Bran went back in time with his wizard tree powers and <laughs> confirmed it. Uh, and only him and Bran, Sam, and Daenerys knew for a while, then Jon's like, oh, I'm going to be honorable and tell the rest of my family because I'm dumb. Um... But essentially, he goes down the king's road preaching Danny's praise, but people get to know him instead. It Doesn't go the way he wants, and they He's reach... like her campaign manager kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no one ever sees Danny because she took the boats, right? Um, and so they reach King's Landing, and uh, they there's still tangent between Jon and Danny because she knows about his heritage, and he refused to uh, keep it a secret. Um, uh, they plan the siege, and Danny is upset, so she wants to go in, she wants to burn things, but uh Varys and Jon and Tyrion are telling her, no, no, don't let's not kill innocent people here. But Varys uh, sees it as inevitable, essentially, and he goes behind her, like he does in the show, he goes behind her back and tries to plot against her, but Tyrion rats him out and she kills Varus. Okay. Like okay. like like the show. And then during this during the siege, Arya infiltrates King's Landing because she's a master assassin who can magically change her face. But they don't use that in the show. Yeah, cause it, but she has to kill them for, or they have to be dead,
2: right? And then she uh, can turn into them? them.
0: Not necessarily. That's kind of muddled in the show. Cause like someone wore Arya's face one time. Oh, um, she's not dead. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah right. No, I don't right. know. Um. So yeah, during the scene, she goes into King's Landing, and she's her mission is to scout. She's there to look at the lay of the land, get the uh, mood of the people, the morale, and whatnot. The Arya. situation. Yeah, yeah, Arya. But she's also there, uh, spreading rumors about John. About how he's the true Iron Throne. Heir of the Iron Throne. And uh, she does that, and she comes back, and they eventually do besiege King's Landing. They take it, uh, and just like in the show, the city surrenders. And just like in the show, Daenerys is going to snap, but she's not going to methodically carpet-bomb King's Landing for an hour. Instead, she's going to incinerate the soldiers who just surrendered and level the Red Keep. Still a horrific thing to do that's going to turn her advisors against her. But she's not betraying the core of her character at that point. Right. Yeah, she's so not you're gonna, saying
2: she doesn't become the Mad Queen. Not at that
1: point, no. Okay, okay. and she's not going to be, like, essentially a full-odd, like, uh, terrorist. Yeah, point. yeah.
0: Like, she's, uh, um, in the show, at the, like, flip of a coin, she's suddenly, like, a, a, a uber-fascist leader. Right. Just, like, out of the blue. For no reason. And it's bad. Um, and But the people become, uh, they see all this, obviously. They think it's horrific. They hate her for it, but they're also terrified. But during the sack of the city, John is seen multiple places trying to minimize damage, calm soldiers down, save civilians. And so, again, his heroic heroism uh, amongst the common people is uh, known. And same thing happens with Tyrion, basically. He frees his brother, gets caught, and quits uh, Danny's service uh, because she killed uh, his siblings, essentially. Uh, and she sentences him to die, but John defends Tyrion. And this is happening, like, publicly. Danny is, like, about to execute Tyrion, but Jon steps in the way, protects him. uh, And Danny decides that that's the last straw for Jon. He's a threat to her, the stability of her rule. Uh, He is a threat to her now. He's stood up against her publicly, so she's going to execute him as well. Uh, She uses her dragon to uh, put dragonfire down on him. But Jon is a Targaryen. And thus immune to fire, like Danny is. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. there's this big public spectacle where people see Danny kill John, but he's still standing there. I didn't realize that they were immune to fire. Yeah, Danny is anyway.
1: Multiple times in the show. Right. She like literally in the at the end of season one, she literally like walks into a fire and all she has is like just soot on her and like huh. she's literally like her hair's not
2: gone, she's not burned. Yeah. Sorry. So he's a he's a Targaryen. Yes, he's secretly a Targaryen. Right.
0: Because that they did they, they they reviewed that in the show, but they just didn't use it. Right. And so this is how they would use it. Yeah, and yeah. people would realize, like, oh shit, it's true. He is the rightful, rightful king, and he did things for us. She just burned our city. Right. And so they're going to turn on her, and they're going to rebel. And at that point in Daenerys, she finally got what she wanted. She finally got the Iron Throne. She's been working toward this her whole life. And now, because these people like Jon more than her, she's going to lose it. Okay, that yeah, that point, makes a lot more sense. She snaps and she burns the city, the whole the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. And she burns the rest That's... of the city. All these people who are rebelling, she's like, "Fuck these people! They, I lost everything because of them. I'm gonna keep this throne no matter what." And that way, it ties her, uh, it ties her turn back into her lust for power, her main flaw. Right. And that doesn't. I think that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I would say so too. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I think Arya should. Uh, she's flying around. People are trying to take her down. I think Arya needs to find. The last scorpion, which is the big crossbows that they use to kill the dragons. Okay, yeah. Uh, and I think Arya should shoot down the dragon and Jon takes Danny prisoner, but he soon realizes that the people will not be... Uh, they will not be calmed until Daenerys is dead, so he is forced to execute her. And that that's makes a that fun. a lot more... Yeah, and don't least. make Bran king, that was dumb. <laughs> um, so well, who then. is king? I, I, I think there should be a uh, stronger argument for democracy because, like, they bring it up in the show. They do, yeah. yeah. Sam stands up and is like, why doesn't everyone vote? And people just laugh down, blah, blah. But the thing is, John was elected as the, commander of the Night's Watch right. by democracy. Also, the Iron Islands used democracy to choose their king. So it, it has a precedent in the world. It already exists. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so I think John, considering he was elected by the Night's Watch... Should step in and say no, fuck this throne. He does whatever with it. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> how they're gonna actually get rid of it. Maybe he's a Valerian seal sword. He can cut it up or something. I don't know. That's dumb. Or maybe if a White Walker should just come down and kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at this point, in this version of the story, White Walkers we got. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no but good. John decides, no, nope, I'm the true heir to the throne. I, I get say to what happens. Tonight. I say fuck the throne. Yeah. And then they have like some sort of not not necessarily full fledged representative democracy like we have now. Maybe like the lords. Uh, have more of a say or whatever, I don't know, but, yeah, that's basically, and then someone, they elect someone king, I honestly think it should be Sansa, because Sansa knows the political game, and Sansa has, also has a good heart. Isn't she also magical? No. No? No. No. Sansa, like, Sophie Uh, Arya is. Sophie Turner's character does not have any magic.
2: I thought she was, like, super magical. No, she Uh isn't. She is not a mystical, magical lady. Oh, okay. <laughs> Somebody had told me that she could
0: like fucking read minds or some shit. I don't know. No, no, no. she can't. She's okay. she's very politically savvy and is a good schemer. Right, right, right. Uh, and before she, that, she was an annoying bratty little girl. Yeah.
2: Where does she end up at? Because she's kind of like she
0: ends up as queen of the north because she just decides. Oh, the north's gonna be an independent kingdom now, and Bran's like cool, whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're brother and sister, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like it's like sure, sis, take it. Yeah, because and Sophie's like. Or, or not Sophie, Sansa, <laughs> the actress. Uh, Sansa, at some point, is just like uh, the king, the uh, kingdom, North, or uh, the North's going to remain an independent kingdom. They'll never kneel to anyone again, and except a Stark or whatever. And it's like, Bran's a Stark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, whatever. But yeah, that's dumb. But yeah, I that's uh, that's how I would fix. Did you just that. fix Game of Thrones? I fixed Game of Thrones, guys. Right. Hold fixed on, I'm one, calling one HBO. <laughs> I fixed one aspect of it, yeah, and that's but say, you know it. if that one thing <laughs> has a snowball effect. Yeah. Right. Because I, I would also I would completely alter the arc of season eight. I would extend it at least by another season. I think the night I think the White Walkers should win the battle at Winterfell at the first time it back. Yeah. yeah. You but know, I, I was just going by what... I was kind of working within what the show had already right. built. Right. And I and honestly you. just think that the show should end with just, like, the White Walkers killing everyone. Oh, I don't. I think... Because, like, the... Because... I... People always say, like, Game of Thrones is very cynical, like, blah, it's all dark, blah, blah, blah. I've never gotten that from Game of Thrones. No. Like, it, it, it is a real world with real consequences if you're a dumbass. <laughs> there, I mean, there is... There are some shreds of cynicism in there. There are, but, like, it's not... It's not, like... Everything sucks all the time, always, no matter what. Right. I mean, it, it is a show also about family and uh, yeah, it oh, is. The, and friendship and honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? the th- one of the big things, one of the big themes is honor isn't enough. Honesty isn't enough. You need to be smart. You need to be tactical when you're playing the Game of Thrones. It's like what my cousin once said to me when we were when the whole family came
1: over. He said, you can't go full Ned Stark here. <laughs> you, have to, you have to pull play more of a little finger or something. Yeah, I know you guys... Can't really fix it. I, yeah, exactly. I can't I can't really fix it. Yeah, you've, yeah. you've seen like three, two episodes of Game of Thrones? So I've seen four. Four? I've nice. seen
2: four episodes of Game of Thrones. Right. Um. Here's how I would fix Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. I would completely erase it. Okay. Right. So it never, never happened. Okay. But here's how I, I would recreate Game of Thrones. So okay. I would cast... Um, I would have it so that it's it's a house in San Francisco mm-hmm. right and and three grown men live in this house right okay um, one is a really cool biker guy one of them is a struggling stand-up comedian and the third one is a neat freak okay okay and now the neat freak he has he has three kids right uh, one, of them, <laughs> one of them is kind of like a popular cool girl one of them is like... <laughs> <laughs> one of them is kind of nerdy and one of them is a cute little baby played by twins um, and they all come together to raise these three kids and the show is called Full of Thrust. <laughs> 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 and uh Oh, our yeah. our house our house of games <laughs> game of house know, full, 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 full house Lannister full. House that was Lannister. A, that was a
0: skit on a late night show actually. Well, it was it really? Yeah. yeah, I
1: don't know, and I would just uh, have make it as a movie following uh, Barack in Pakistan trying
2: to
0: take <laughs> Did they did they, they tried to make a
2: movie right in the in the eighties oh, or there, the nineties something uh, like
0: that? There were multiple times when people approached George R. R. Martin saying, "I I figured out how to make your book." a two-hour PG-13 movie. He's like, fuck you. Why would I do that? <laughs> there was
1: one point of development where like, there was talk of Liam Neeson playing uh, Ned Stark. Hmm. There was talk of, like, I think it was like Nicole Kidman or something as uh Yeah, Cersei I think Bannister. that was before they started developing the HBO series. Yeah, it was I think it was the last attempt we got as a movie before
0: uh, they just said, you know what? fuck this, we'll do a TV show. Yeah, because uh, George R. R. Martin specifically said he doesn't really think about actors playing his characters, but occasionally, every once in a while, he, he's like, oh, that would be good. And that was uh, Sean Bean as Ned Stark and Peter Dinklage as Tyrion Lannister. Oh, cool. They're uh-huh. par- Apparently for Tyrion, they offered the role to, uh, to, to Peter Dinklage and nobody else. That's they, it. They didn't even audition anyone else. So I, like, Peter, we want you. And he's like, okay. All right, I guess I did. <laughs> I mean, it's not
1: sounds like. No. He's American, right? Yep. Yeah. They also really uh, marketed of uh, a
2: first season of a fact that they had Sean Bean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they could only afford him for one season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <'cause laughs> at, he, least he, when, at least when... They probably could have in later seasons. Because he dies, right, in the first yeah. season? I yeah. mean, obviously it's Sean Bean. So. Yeah.
1: yeah, he's a walking splinter. <laughs> no, yeah. Sean
2: Bean didn't die in National Treasure. That's true. That's true. He didn't. He got
1: arrested. <laughs> Was he the
2: National Treasure?
1: if nope. oh, only he is a national treasure. Though. He is a national <laughs> treasure. <yes. laughs> there's not even a bead hasn't died in.
0: There's there's a handful. I can't. I I remember one movie I saw where he didn't die, but I don't remember anything else about the movie. If we if we, we ever get him die. on the podcast, do we have to murder him? Yeah. Sorry, Sean
2: Bean. <laughs> I mean, everybody... We're related, coming for you, Sean. Some, I don't know. Honest Trailers even said that with
1: Giffords, everybody related to Sean Bean will die. Sean Bean's dog. Sean Bean's son. Sean Bean's brother-in-law.
2: <laughs> cool. All right, well, that's, uh, we fixed it. Uh, well, I don't know. We fixed We fixed Game of Thrones. There we go. Cool. We didn't really fix our shit. I want to make, make a Who Framed our Optimus Prime. So, like... Yeah. I don't know how my uh, my opinion is really that valid, uh, but uh, I don't know. This was fun. We can do it yeah. again. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Fuck it. Podcast is canceled. That's it. We're yeah. over. <laughs> no. Uh, this has been the Thundercast for this week. Uh, my name is Christian. My name is Lucas. I'm Liam. See ya. It's a caterpillar. Oh, yeah, you do. I'm not kidding. So, Ladies great. and gentlemen at home, Liam has a caterpillar in his hair. you get him off? Yep. No. I got it. Right on. He's our new friend. <sighs> Look at this guy. Is it a caterpillar? Yeah, it's a caterpillar. Cool. <laughs> right on.
0: <laughs> now we just got to wait until it turns into a butterfly.
2: Yeah, so, uh yeah, we're going to be here for a while. But. Yeah. All right, Liam. Anyway, you saw um, what? I saw Brightburn. Uh, this is but, fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry, sorry, <laughs>